in the interview um, for For the Culture. We thought that you would be an excellent addition because of the work that you do to give back to our communities. That's imperative. So For the Culture um, is about art, music, uh, philanthropy, um, community works, as well as um, I'm having pregnancy brain last part. Sorry, so it just showcase um, interrupters, like, you know, mm -hmm. negative interrupters in our community and within our community. And so the concept of I'm Black House is we travel to different states um, and we highlight um, businesses, brands, entrepreneurs in right. face, fashion, finance, freedom, for the culture, and right. food. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you are for the culture for Chi Town, July. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're doing two months in Chicago because, you know, that's our home base. So we definitely got to give it the attention that it deserves. Um, and you fit because who better, right? So much work that you do in the community as far as closing the gap. Yeah. And I think right now in this climate, people really want to know how I can close the gap. You right. know what I mean? Right. And what I can do to give back and support whoever's doing something in my community. And if I have leadership skills, what can I do? to give back to my community. So I thought you would be a great fit, especially with everything that's going on with race relations um, and um, COVID, the pandemic has right. more than ever caused people to lose their jobs. So I thought you would be an excellent addition. Hane Art was just definitely like, yes, let's get it done. Um, so we know you have somewhere to be, so I'm just gonna get right to it, okay? Um, and how it's gonna go, I'm gonna ask a question, Hane is gonna piggyback um, and we'll try to stay on. Okay. <laughs> so, we want to know a little bit about before you started your leadership journey. Um, what was the moment or what was the aha moment that allowed you to become a game changer instead of a statistic? Wow. I know. Right? A game changer <laughs> instead of a statistic. Whew, I think for me, I just always had um, the wrong example. I think that's how I learned. I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up with a father. I had father figures, but they didn't model father-like characteristics. Right. And so for me, you know, I learned from their mistakes. It's just like the, that old adage of learning from other people's mistakes. And so, you know, I would see what it would look like to work all week and squander your paycheck on booze, women, yes. and yes. a good time. Mm -hmm. um, I would see what it looked like to get bills in the mail and bury them underneath the books in your house. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and not pay your bills. And I was just like, I don't know if that's the way to do it. And so I would just, I did the opposite. Mm -hmm. My mom, and we joke about this, my mom was notoriously late to everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I'm early to everything. Like, so it's, just, I mean, it's really uh, simplistic. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I just always thought there was a better way to do it. And so whatever I saw, I tried to find a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, particularly if it was something that was just going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And y'all know the communities, maybe neighborhoods that we're from, right. so much goes in the wrong direction. I just always think like, what would it be like for this to go in this direction? Right, yeah. And so that's how I landed at the places that I landed. Um, because I was trying to bring back something to where I was at, whether that was school, whether that was an organization, mm -hmm. whatever I was getting from this place, I was taking it back to try to 
re-engineer. Mm-hmm. I think that's powerful too because I mean I know a little bit of your background. Right. You know, you raised in Inglewood. Right. Raised with a single mom, but you still have that it factor or that something you know that pushed you to go the opposite direction, right? right? Because growing up, we have a plethora of kids in our community that grow up and see that, but they still emulate that and repeat that. Right. You know what I mean? So you had a different spectrum, and right. you know it's it's two you know two roads you can take. And it's either you, you become what you see or you become the total opposite. You know, and I think it's, it's a very, the amount of, of people that we have that become the opposite is not as high mm-hmm. as the people who stay in. So it's powerful for you to be able to see that and pivot, you know, in your mind and know that, like, this is not it for me. Right. And be able to execute it. Right. And I think for me, it's more than just powerful. It's, it's miraculous mm-hmm. to recover from trauma. Yes, it is. Right? And you, you talked, you mentioned about um, the protesting and the stuff that manifested from the protest, the riots. Mm-hmm. The level of trauma that you have to be impacted with to loot your neighborhood, bank, yes. restaurant, grocery store, like that's just not a casual decision that somebody made right. to say, you know what? I want a gallon of detergent. Yeah, yeah. The good shit. I right. want tie. Right. That's what I'm going to get. That's right. what I'm going to get. No, you. That is, there is something that was uh, that you went through where you just you made the decision that that's how you're gonna live your life if mm-hmm. I ever get access, all access to a target. There you go. And I think for me not to respond like that. Or to grow up in a neighborhood in the same environment as that brother or that sister that did do that, to to do the reverse, it's miraculous. It like is. I could be that I could be that guy. Yes, Tim. Um, and so, yeah, I think all of the work, you know, the black family is miraculous. Yes, it is. The black woman mm-hmm. is miraculous. You're not powerful. It's not magic. It is miraculous, and yes. I think that is what. Um, that's what it takes for you to realize that it's not just the school I matriculated at mm-hmm. or I've got this job I'm in the C-suite and yes. if they could only pull themselves up you know mm-hmm. people are just you know uh, Nobu opened up and people are just I'm on a tangent right now so tell um, me about it I mean go, go yes please go ahead about this we'll try not to get yeah. sidetracked I'm on a tangent I do at least yes. two to three tangents per <laughs> hangout <laughs> But all I just keep seeing is people just, oh, they're going to mess that up. Mm-hmm. Like when black people get to it, they're going to mess that up. Yes. And it's just like, again, just that little seed of trauma that has been deposited into our culture, into our life is just, it causes us to just, I don't know, it just not see the positive, not mm-hmm. see... Um, like what something really could be. Yeah. And I actually forgot the point that I was trying to make. Um, yeah, pregnancy brain surgery. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but ultimately, it's, I mean, our, 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 everything about us is miraculous. Yeah. Um, I concur. I do. And I so, think, and thank you for the correction. Because, you know, we do say powerful, but it is miraculous, is right? Miraculous. Yeah. And like you were saying, you know, you we see these things, we know because we live it. We know right, where right, we right. come from. We know the things that have occurred to us, our ancestors, friends, family. Right. And 
I don't believe that white America knows the small things to them that trigger us right. on a mm-hmm. daily basis. Totally. Mm-hmm. Small things that can just trigger things that triggers your trauma. I tell Janelle all the time, some things I can't watch on TV because it triggers my trauma right away. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't watch it. You know, like everybody love power. I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. It triggers me to the, you know, to the utmost. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. But, you know, you have... Someone who's a white person, they watch that. They're fantasized right. because right. they don't live it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, sorry about my tangent. Oh, I forgot. Well, there, there, there's also a, qu- a question that I ask where when I'm with my uh, friends and family or people I'm just having a conversation. Um, when they say things, I say, are you, are you coming from a hurt black person's Place. Uh, because a lot of times when we feel we feel attacked all the time, <laughs> right, right, right. and so our response is to attack back. Right. And really, you have to think: is is this person really attacking me, right. or is it just my trauma making me believe right. that this person is out to get me? Right. So yeah, it like trauma plays a big factor in every decision we make on a daily basis. I agree. Yeah, and I think first it's that acknowledgement that I have trauma, that mm-hmm. I've been through trauma. Uh, and then it's just doing the work mm-hmm. to, again to reverse course to re-engineer. Yes. Um, and it's and that and that's the work. Mm-hmm. And not and I, oftentimes I don't care what culture you are, nobody wants to do that work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it's not just something that's just limited to African Americans or Black folks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's work that everybody is is uh, solving themselves. Uh, yes. So. Mm-hmm. So my next question is something that we really love that you say. Um, you have a saying that we love, leave no potential on the table. Right. Right. When I saw that, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I and told I, she couldn't steal it because it was trade. <laughs> I said, right. don't even try it. Don't put it on the hashtag because that belongs to Tim Jones. <laughs> in our current climate in Chicago with race relations, how can we work to blossom the seeds of leadership in our neighborhood? Well, to blossom the seeds of leadership, I mean, you have to uh, invest. You have to invest in the now and next generation. So, not don't invest in me. Don't invest in Hanei. Don't invest in me. We need to go, what's the generations underneath them, and figure out a way to d- deposit uh, good positivity, economics, finance, you know, the things that run our country these kids need to be equipped with it. Um, uh, software writing, data, all that stuff. Yes. You got you to invest into them. Mm-hmm. Not, um, not anything else. Not anything less than that. And I think we're we seeing that right now with you know, these, these corporations stepping up and depositing money and everybody's uh, discovering black people for the first time. Exactly. We're here. We're here, right? <laughs> We've been here. We've been here. <laughs> And I think, um, I mean, that's how you level playing fields is to invest the same thing that you invest. My girls just planted uh, some some flowers mm-hmm. and it would be crazy to just spend time on, it was three flowers they got, to spend time on planting one flower, cultivating it, watering, make sure they got the light. And then looking at the other two and not doing those things and expecting it to look like the one that you gave so much time, attention, energy to, Mm -hmm. the best seed, the best spot on the ground to get the light. And then just, you know, kind of kick the plant every time you walk past it that wasn't growing. 
And I think that's, I mean, that's what's happened in our society since the 16th century, long, even longer than that is, you know, our people group haven't had the same type of investment. Our neighborhoods haven't had the same type of investment. Once upon a time, they were having this conversation with a young brother who was making change in the city. Um, and I bet you they were saying the same things yeah. about education, about economics, yes. um, about jobs, um, about real estate, the quality of our neighborhoods. And that's a problem and that's systemic. Yeah. And it was engineered. And so it's investment. It's just it's a quick, quick answer, investment. I'm talking financial investment. I'm yes. talking about your sharpest minds, working alongside those, those kids. Um, the, the very best. Mm-hmm. The very best. I think people will be surprised because when they think of slavery or how we were uh, basically stagnated, they think 400 years ago. Right, right. But up until the 50s, we couldn't own property. Right. You know, we couldn't do certain things that give you the generational wealth that many other cultures had. Right. So, yeah, I think you are absolutely correct. Investment is key um, so that we can continue to fight for our right and our place. Right. Anything else? No. Uh, what are some of the easy things that we often overlook when trying to build future leaders? You know, we often feel like it's a daunting task or you get overwhelmed. What are some like easy things if you're in your neighborhood and somebody has a spark, right? Because one thing Honey said about you and her is that, you know, you had it. Right. There's something in you that was in there that evolved into I am Tim Jones today. So that spark could have either been crushed right. or somebody could come along and help illuminate it. So what are some easy things that um, people within the neighborhood can do for those sparks to make sure that they continue to burn? You know what? I don't, I'm not going to answer the question because we, the, one, the hardest thing that we're not doing, like we understand uh, like sponsorship. Right. 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 You got a gang of god babies. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, you got a gang of play cousins. You got right. a gang of people that you invite in. But this idea of adoption mm-hmm. in our community, it just doesn't take place. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about literal, literal adoption. Mm-hmm. The worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and inviting them in and making it formal, making it legal, signing a contract to take them into your care. Mm-hmm. That's strong. You'll figure out the rest. Yes, you will. Yes. Right? I yep. always tell people, I got three kids. You know, people told me about, man, they're going to be pulling on your money. They're going to be pulling on your money. But it was really, it wasn't my checkbook. It was my calendar that, mm. they, pulled, they, that they pulled on the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so for people that say, well, what about the money? You'll figure that part out. You're going to mm-hmm. make sure the kid eats. Sure. You're going to make sure the kid has pampers. Right. Uh, has sweats, whatever they need. Those basic necessities are Those basic necessities. But what, what these shooters need in these 7 to 12 neighborhoods that's just like the mob right now that's operating like with a Tommy gun, like yes. everybody's got a Tommy gun in their hand, is they need somebody to invest some time in them and like legal adoption is what I think mm-hmm. is missing. And that's the hardest. That's the hardest thing to do or the appearance is the hardest thing to do. Um, in our community. 
I think the easy stuff we figure out, like people mentor, people yeah. sponsor, yeah. Sure. people read to kids. Yeah. Um, you'll walk the kids to school on the first day. You'll yeah. get the backpack for them. Right. Um, but the hard thing. The hard thing is inviting them into your world. Because I made it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I figured out how to play the game. I figured right. out how to navigate this thing. Yeah. And the only way to pass that on is through adoption. Yeah. Right? right? We people of faith. Yes. Right. The only way that you handle the things that you handle right now is because your adoption into the faith. Yes. If absolutely. God would have just been like, I hear you sometimes, or I hear you on your birthday. Mm -hmm. I hear right. you on Christmas. Ooh. Right. That's not adoption. I mean, yes. yeah, that's not adoption. That's like sponsorship, mentorship. Yes. Maybe a little bit of kinship, mm -hmm. but adoption is different. Right. It is. It is. That's that. Listen. We that don't even talk deep. about that in our. Woo! Yes. And I'm not talking about. I'm talking about like literal adoption. Yeah. But like. Everything, the yes. spirit of it too. Yes, yes. That's the hard part. Because, uh, and often we want to separate ourselves, right? When you have kids right. and you have the kid in the neighborhood who acts out or is violent, you're like, oh no, you know, stay right. away from little, right. little Ray Ray, come right. on home. But what Ray Ray really wants, it's okay when I come to the local, you know, center boys and girls club. But what happens in the late night hours when I'm yep. home and no, my, I don't have no mom or no dad yep. and nobody's looking over me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but you want me to go out here and be a pride citizen. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. The best way I know how. Yeah, I agree. That is completely missing. And I really haven't heard anyone even talk about that. Like, period. You no, know what I mean? Right. It's oh, never been. I've never heard. In the room I've been in. Right. Yes. Right. And we've had several conversations with several people. Just, you know, our mm -hmm. private conversations, family, mm -hmm. you know, just across the board. But... The adoption, I've never even heard of. I've never even thought about it. Yeah, you I, know what I mean? I remember I was interviewing for a job with a big-time organization that do work with black men. Mm -hmm. And I made that point. And it was like I was talking to, to a group of white men right. who did the work like, no, that's not. Right. They're not coming to my house. Right. It's, it's, yep. it's, I, I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Help me understand it. How, tell me how this can work. Yeah. Right. Um, and oftentimes, you know, that's that's the, the hardest things to do are the things that we can. I'm, I'm gonna say this to the very last, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get to this late. Yeah. Or, or, or and, and what happens is we put it off altogether. That's we right. completely suppress it, and things never change. Yeah. Um, and we forget about it. You know. And you forget about it almost intentionally. Yes. Right. Even yes. even it's it's my thought. It's my perspective. And I don't. I I'm not. A, I'm not looking through adoption websites, mm -hmm. or you know, give me the worst of the worst so I can bring them into my house with kids that were born from me. Right. Mm -hmm. And let me integrate. Mm -hmm. uh, it's countercultural. It's illogical. Um, it's hard to do well mm -hmm. if you do if you decide to do it. Um, so yeah, Ooh. that's the hard thing. I mean, Easy that's heavy. That's heavy. That's heavy because, I mean, I have in real life a plethora of nieces and nephews, about 25. Right. And, um, you know, they come from some stock that's some strong, rough stock. Right. You know, right. like on both sides of the coin. Right. And um, I never really even thought about it as like adoption. Right. You know, like one of my nephews, like they just threw him to the wind. Right. Like he's, you know, he's just bad kid. He's never, you know. 
And I'm like, no, you can come live with me. Right. You know, come live with me and raise them for three years, you know, and now you're a man, so you have to make your decisions. Right. But I showed you, and I'm going to continue to assist you, but now you know how to do right. Right. You know, like, you, and it's a lot of work and disheartening, right. discouraging, right. like that whole, that whole thing, you know, right. I mean, crying at night, like, I don't have any biological kids. But to be up crying at night, like, where you at? You're supposed to be here at 10 o'clock. I'm scared that, you know, you didn't got killed because of people that you hang around. Right. But still allowing him to be a young man to make decisions. And you have to be able to own your decision. Right. So you know right from wrong. So you've been taught. Right. You know, like, but you still can't go back in the crack house because you still got the the stench right, of right, the crack. Right. So you right. can't go back so right, soon. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but just... Just being able to do that is so powerful, yeah. you know, because and miraculous again, because our kids and even the adults, you know, that are out here doing things that they shouldn't be doing as out here killing people. Right, right. You know what I mean? Killing one year old children. I mean, all of these aren't young kids. Right. These are adults. But because they were dropped right. when they were younger, then they just grow up to be, you know, this the a killer, right. you know. So I think that that's profound. That adoption thing, we will have to come back to that on another day. But because that is, that's a huge, con- that's a whole different conversation. And people need to know about it. And people need to hear about it. And we need to find some ways that we can start putting it out there. Because that is huge. Well, that can change our culture. Yeah. All in one. You know, like, you can write a check. And that's cool. But when you can write a check and say, come on, come to work with me. I'm going to show you how this go. We're going to do this. We're going to go home. When you have these issues, I'm going to help you through it. We're going to get through it together. Right. You form a true connection like your child. Yeah. You know, yeah. sorry, I didn't even talk on the tangent, but yeah. that's, that's, that's really, that's, 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 well, it's easier to believe that Ray Ray is lost right. on the corner. He's lost instead of believing that Ray Ray on the corner because Ray Ray don't want to go home. You know what I mean? This is my family. If I go home, my house is empty. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a family that nurtures me. So it's easier to put them as a bad guy because then we can kind of, like you said, right. put it in the category of, I'll get to that later. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So here's the next question. Although African Americans spend the most money, we still have a wealth gap that is on the increase. What do you believe is attributed to this and how do we stop the generational curse of poverty? I know that's a, I have Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Tim, like, so y'all think I'm a social, y'all think I'm a mental worker, you know, you think no. I'm an academic, like, okay now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this, I mean, this is something that, again, that's systemic and that was engineered. So you need a little bit help on a higher level mm-hmm. so that if you're an entrepreneur, you have the same access to capital as, yes, a, white, sir. as a white boy <laughs> with an idea. That's right. Um, you know, if you're if you study finance and you know make it through, and you want to start a financial company or financial services, you want to you want access to a contract with the city, just like the white boy. Yes. Uh, and so, so you need systemic like you need the, the the people that be to to change the way that they think, and that's where advocacy. Um, policy making comes into play at so you can get that help but on like a personal lower level uh you do we just have to educate ourselves like i started this year dealing with stocks i mean people have been telling me to deal with stocks for years yeah mm-hmm. but i don't have a history with it i don't mm-hmm. have a relationship with it so it, again it was one of those things that you bury and put in the corner because 
I'm not versed at it. Yes. Right. And so we just need access to, you know, real estate, uh, you know, selling and flipping houses or long-term investing through real estate. Mm-hmm. Same thing with stocks um, and, and anything else in regards to investing and making our money work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we need to study more. We need more uh, of those things taught in our classrooms mm-hmm. on the elementary level. Mm-hmm. The whole change everything, mm-hmm. right? As we talking about, um, you know, these corporations making these symbolic uh, gestures and then you see something you're like, yep, change that. Mm-hmm. Something else, change, change everything. Change everything. The way that we're doing things. And so, I, again, I don't have a mind-blowing answer for you because it's really just the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like t- teach STEM mm-hmm. in, in schools, teach finance, economics in school. Uh, you know, all those all those things matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, debate matters, uh, and it's I think it's all education. Many mm-hmm. of those answers to the questions that you got in that phone are is education, <laughs> it's empowerment, <laughs> it's uh, is collaboration and partnership, um, and it's for our best institutions to pay, to play their parts mm-hmm. too. So our churches, um, the Chicago Urban Leagues of the world, da 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 da. Yeah. And what was another part? I don't know if I missed something. No, I think you got it all. Yeah, you did. It's really it's just a really general answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a good answer. There was a guy on Facebook. He was buying a house, and the person asked him. He, he played on it. He was like, they asked him, could he go borrow money from his family for his closing costs? And his actual um, deposit, he was like, no, I don't have anybody that I can borrow money from. You know, those are the things that keep us in poverty because he's on the bridge of buying a home, right. which is a access to generational wealth, right. but he has no resource to assist him to get there. Hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So I definitely believe if we start early with education on finances, right. we'll learn that using our money collectively is definitely better than splitting it individually. Right. right. And I think now, you know, our generation is, you know, we're making some strides mm-hmm. and we're setting up to create infrastructures that our kids won't have to go through mm-hmm. what we went through. And so maybe down the line, you know, uh, the, the founder and creator for Chipotle, his dad loaned him $98,000, $90,000. Phil Knight, the creator of Nike, his dad financed Nike the first four years or so of Nike. And... And we don't come from that kind of wealth. Yeah, right. we don't come from that we Generationally, we just don't have that because... Right which was, like you said, on purpose, and it was created that way. We can't just say, Janelle, let me get 100000 so I can open this restaurant. We don't have that kind of access. You can't call and say, my light bill is $200. Can I borrow? Right. Girl, I got it. Or I I made it to this position, (laughs) and I'm helping other people already. Yes. Right? I'm helping my mom. I'm helping my sisters and my nephews. Yes. And so a lot of of our entrepreneurial aren't able to scale, aren't able to set up the next generation because they're trying to fix things on this level that mm-hmm. they don't already. Yeah. And I yeah. hear my friends talk about this all the time who are in the six figures, but they are being put in a position where they got to send money home. Yes. Pay mm-hmm. mortgages. Yes. And help with tuition. And again, they never get a chance to scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so That's what Janelle's going to do for me. What? 
Hey, keep paying my tuition. God, yes, Lord, give me the resources. Yes. <laughs> um, I, you know, you pretty much answered that question. Okay, the death of George Floyd has made many people within our community feel helpless. How do we change the feeling of powerless to powerful? We're doing it. Activate. You know, that's why that's one of the things that I love about being an activist is activating mm -hmm. and catching other people on fire about it. I mean, there are people who have never marched. There are people who've never signed a petition. There are people who've never raised their voice for anything mm -hmm. that have found their voice in all of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and you got to get out. You got to get out there. That's the only way for us to... Um, to activate ourselves is to, is to put ourselves in that position. Uh, I, I mean, I learned how to swim by being thrown in the deep end. <laughs> so did my brother. <laughs> that's, that's literally it. And I, that ain't the best way to learn. It's not an ideal way. You can't set up a, a swimming school based <laughs> upon that philosophy. But this is it. This is the time and this for this generation. It didn't happen in my generation where mm -hmm. we got a chance to... Uh, to force an NFL team to change their name from the Redskins to who knows what. Right. Or mm -hmm. uh, to force uh, a corporation like Netflix, who got like a thousand dollar stock, mm -hmm. uh, to, to donate a hundred million dollars to black banks. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. for, for black entrepreneurs. And so we're doing it right now. And I think the thing is, we just got to continue to activate. And it's these tiny steps these tiny moves, um, these actions that nobody sees that often leads to this big change. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just got to keep doing it. And these tiny efforts, whether it's 2020 or 2024, they, they, they matter in the, in the process. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you look at our issues, folks just see it and they're just like, man, it's too big. Get overwhelmed. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not dealing with the violence in the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just, it's been going on for decades. Yes. Um, but it's just something for me that I know that it's, I'm putting seed in the ground every time I write about the violence, every time that I march, every time that I do research is seed in the ground mm -hmm. for your baby, mm -hmm. for my baby girls. So when they get older that um, they just can fall in line and it looks like it took um, you know, this march or this activism to make this change. But like the shoulders that we standing on, Oof. you know how many George Floyds Man. that we had to see? Come on, to or, get to this point? To get to this point or the George Floyds that went unseen to Ooh, get to this come point. Come on. Um, so, yeah, so I think continue. You got you got to continue to activate. You got to continue to mobilize. You got to continue to, to, it's a game of addition to add people to the party. Mm -hmm. uh, so. so I'm going to take you a little bit deeper. Yeah. Okay, I know as if I haven't done that enough, right? <laughs> as, we com as we combat racism, there seems to be a division within the black community on how to do that, right? Which has been the case since the different tactics of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, right? right? We have turned out the cheek and by any means necessary. Um, there is a difference. The difference now, it seems, is that sometimes this paralyzes our organization and how we organize. Um, how do we minimize the noise and increase how we work together? Because uh, you see on Facebook, sure. we'll have three hour conversations about, I'm tired of marching, oh, we always march. But that three hours that we took to talk about how we tired of marching, 
could have been that energy could have been put somewhere else right. to make it successful or whatever's not successful successful right yeah I think uh, I think it's I think all of the energy can be used to make like this yeah, I'm trying to do the imagery that I got is the, the nasty imagery of how this uh pandemic is working and how mm. the coronavirus works yes right it's it's a bunch of forces coming together and it's the tiny forces it's the the mid the mid forces and the, and they all come together and you know i think all forms of activism can work together mm-hmm. for the good of the process there's some people that's just gonna be behind their phones correct sending sending Retweeting Sean King, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, or or retweeting Bernice King, or right. or No Name, or whoever the person is, that's their lane. Mm-hmm. And some people that's gonna be out there every March mm-hmm. raising hell, that's their lane. And none of it is, oh, that's the good, that's the good part of it. Mm-hmm. But that's the, and that's what we got to figure out is how do we collectively bring it all together? And that's how X Men work, mm-hmm. right? The guy. Don't care that he can see through the wall with his eyes or that this guy had. No, everybody's bringing their superpower to the table. Nobody cares who gets the credit. And you give credit where credit is due. And we we have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how to have this X-Men style of leadership. And you do your thing. You do your thing. And let's figure out how to make... Um, the biggest impact we can and Malcolm X used to talk about this about you know our hand like yeah. this is a slap is is different when you pull all these Don't fingers together, together. Mm-hmm. that's right if you pack a greater punch mm-hmm. if we can all come together and I think that's the work that we need to do not not the back not the back and forth mm-hmm. uh, and for me I, me and my friends talk about this Social media, we all got different perspectives. I never disagree with my friends publicly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to take that philosophy with us as a group. Like, let your sister avoid, like, let her get that energy out. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, maybe it's not all uh, completely processed, not a fully baked idea. Let her get that out. But it, when you get a chance, if she's your sister, if she's your peer, if she's your friend, hey, here's what I heard, here's what I got, yes. let's figure out how we can make this thing work. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time, and if we can just collectively do it, it won't be a Martin versus Malcolm. Mm-hmm. It won't be a non-violent versus we can, we can figure it all out. Um, I just seen something, maybe this morning, I think they used to call him Crazy Dion. He used to do his own sit-ins at cafes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if y'all saw that. Mm-hmm. And this was just one guy. <laughs> yep. Right, and he's alive today to tell that story. There's pictures of him exercising that that right and activate people. Um, that's what we need to figure out. To do get our whatever your thing is, whatever your tool is, and start hammering away at this thing, this this virus, this mm-hmm. this right, this deadly virus that's been around for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. um, taking us out. We're talking about racism. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's key too because we always feel like we have to take one side or the other right where you know and for us even just like as family and the sisterhood of girlfriends that we have Mm -hmm. you know if we're out and somebody says something or does something we don't agree with it's it's already in the girl code you we agree with each other in public or you don't Mm -hmm. say anything Mm -hmm. now when we get in the car like 
Mm-hmm. Now, you know you was wrong for that, right? right. Like, come on. Right. Like, you know he's wrong. So, we have to be able to adapt that same thing. You know, like, we have to be able to change our mentality to know that we're not against one another when we have a difference of opinion. Right. Like, you can have a difference of opinion. Doesn't mean that I'm against you. Right. It just means, hey, that's your opinion, and that's cool. Right. Let's just go with it. Right. Whatever. But that doesn't mean that I have to slice my bread the same way you do in order for us to get to the, the butt end of the bread. We're going to go through the, the loaf of the bread regardless. So yeah. I think that that's really key. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, this is like one of our last questions. Um, on WBON, you participate um, in a segment of Let's Get to Work and right. you provide a word of the day. Right. Over the last few weeks, we've seen an uptick of violence happening in across the world in every way. Um, what would be the one, what would be the, what would you say in your word of the day about that? uptick in violence and just to change another great question no I I think it's um, you know I think it's I think it's really important to take time to process and particularly during this time I mean you know, the George Floyd situation, it took me a minute to even fully watch the video. Yeah. Um, I wasn't writing about it. I wasn't taking calls talking about it. I wasn't giving any commentary. I know. It. I noticed that because I'm like, Tim hasn't said anything yet. I was right? like, he. I, it's crazy you said that because I'm like, Tim hasn't said anything about anything. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I think, you know... What I'm learning as I get older, I'll be 39 this year. Like, Dang, you're a youngster. Too. You have to take time to process your losses. Mm-hmm. Right? This this ain't an NBA game, 82 season game, Major League Baseball, 162 games. <laughs> if I lose a game today, I have to forget about it because I, uh, I got a game tomorrow. Right. Life's not like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can take time to process my life and think about how I want to use my energy, mm-hmm. my emotions, yes. my intellect, yes. my will, my imagination concerning the loss that I just took. Mm-hmm. And I think for whatever reason, folks don't take time to process their losses, so it's torch the place. Mm-hmm. Right. Or kill them. Right. Or da 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 or do it. And I'm not saying we all have that luxury to take time to process our losses. But I'm saying that's what it takes for you to respond and recover from a loss effectively. Mm-hmm. Yes. And until um, so you respond in logic and not emotion as well. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what we want to do as or both of them together. Right. 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 And I'm an emotional guy. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lit. Like I'll mm-hmm. burn down a house to kill a rat. Right. Um, <laughs> but I'm learning every stinking day that I have to take time to process my losses, and you know. We just don't do that. And I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about humanity. Yes. Mm-hmm. We think that we got a, uh, this, this mamba mentality of <clears throat> having a short-term memory. Mm-hmm. I missed the first 50 shots, but I'm about to take 25 more shots. Yes. Uh, we think we just got to reload quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's a good philosophy. But when you're talking about loss, when you're talking about something that just... It, the George Floyd death has like shifted the world. Yes, it has. Um, it's really important to uh, to process that and think logically, so that you can have a good response for it. Like, mm-hmm. 
So, you know, that's I think that's the problem with sometimes with some movements is it moves a little too fast and too much energy, too much emotion. Like Occupy Wall Street comes to mind. Like yeah. Occupy Wall Street was brilliant. Yeah. But it fizzled and phased out because the only thing they had was just raising hell and that's it. with corporate America. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily have any demands that we could tweet, that we could make sticky, that mm-hmm. we could make smart, make them a, a sticker and post them up on our walls. Right. Um it was just a lot of emotion. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying any of it is wrong, is bad. I'm just saying that losses take time to process. And the sharp people that I know, the dreamers and the go-getters that I know, take time to process their losses. They yeah. don't, they're not, they're, they, they're not dehumanized by what they've experienced. Like, bounce, robotic. bounce back. Mm-hmm. Will you just get over it? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, it, it Right, slavery, the Holocaust, like come on, they, nobody's ever told Jewish people to to uh, forget about it. I just said that, and I, right, and it's a thought that Ten we. Ten years you ago, heard. I had a conversation and said that. Right, yeah. There's a big sign. I don't know, right off of uh, two ninety about Pearl Harbor, like never forget, we'll never or something, forget. Right, yes. Like you don't want to never forget Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think it's you want to take time. To process your losses. So, Tim, we know that you are a public speaker, you're a community advocate, published writer, activist. Tell people how they can get in contact with you. Um, how can they get your books? How can they get access to you? You know, what do we need to do if someone needs to, to, to book Tim Jones? Oh, man, I'm, I live on social media. It's, uh, it's probably my worst habit. Um, <laughs> I am Tim Jones LLC on uh, Twitter. It's kind of where I'm probably the most lit. Uh, Tim Jones on Facebook. Uh, I am Tim Jones.com is probably the most corporate way to reach out to me or to see my brand. Uh, I write about leadership on LinkedIn. So I got about 60 articles on leadership on LinkedIn um, for all the business leaders and folks who climb in the corporate ladder. Um, yeah, but ultimately just social media. I am Tim Jones LLC on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah. Excellent. All right, so we have this one quick part. It's just called it's I'm So Chicago. Okay. Um, you know, because this is representing Chi Town. You know, we overwhelmed you enough. So <laughs> this is not, this is light. This is light. Light. Yeah, light. 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 Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know a lot of answers, but I'm just going to get up. Yeah, yeah, Ask yeah. you a question. So, I'm So Chicago. I rep South Side, West Side, North Side, or the East Side. Oh, I'm Southside. All day. In my all bio, day. Southside Chicago. Yeah, all day, all day. Um, I'm so Chicago. My favorite team is... Gosh. I'm so Chicago that I'm pissed at Chicago ownership of every, of every team. <laughs> of every team. That's you a real Chicago. I have, I have a bad relationship with ownership. That's yes, that's why you know you are a true Chicago. And okay, right? aren't we all? Um, I'm so Chicago. My favorite Chicago museum is probably the Shed or the Museum of Contemporary Art is cool. Okay. Is the Shed a museum? Nope. No. Nope. It's a corner. Mm-hmm. So probably the Museum cool. of Contemporary Art. All right. Um, I'm so Chicago. Or the Art Institute. Come on, man. Art Institute. Okay. Okay. Classic, of course. Um, I'm so Chicago. I love stepping, house music, or footworking. Surprisingly, house music. 
Because people probably would think footwork, but I never uh, I'm so Chicago. I attend one of these every year. But Villican, Chosen View, House Picnic, or The Taste? Oh, House Picnic. Man. For sure, for sure, for sure. I'm sad about it, too. <laughs> I know, right? Today. Virtually, tomorrow. like, we would just be getting ready to right. get cracking, you know? Right. And that was virtual. Let's go turn it up in here and just get it going, you know? Um, what is your favorite thing about Chicago? Oh, the complexity. Yes. And what is your favorite summertime Chicago event? Ooh. 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 Yeah, my favorite. Well, now because it's been popping the past two years, is Brewfest. Yes, sir. Brewfest is like it's like Chicago is Brooklyn for two days. For two days, yes. So yeah, it's the Brewfest Silver Room. Block yes, party. absolutely. Yes, I, mer- I merged those together. Aww. Yes, absolutely. Oh my god, yeah, feels so. Shit. I know, right? It's like dang, we wait so long for summertime shy. And then now it's just, it's trampled. You know, it is what it is. And last question is, have you um, seen a skyline doper than the Chicago skyline? Heck no. Not at all. Nothing no. like it in the world. Nothing like it in the world. No. Nothing like coming up, uh, going south on Lake Shore from like Rogers Park. And yes. you get a chance to see the skyline that way. Yes. Or be on, just walking on the lake and see, look north and see it. So oh. it's, there's nothing like it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But Tim Jones, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow yeah. our boy at IamTimJones.com um, website, Tim Jones LLC on Twitter, and Tim Jones on Facebook. Y'all hit him up. Follow him. He's a great guy doing great things in our community. Uh, thanks, Tim Jones. We appreciate you. My pleasure.